Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Pulp Hockey Show with Ray Ferraro and Steve Mathis. Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on PulpHockey.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at Pulp Hockey. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Pulp Hockey Podcast. This is the live in-hotel room edition. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Get the get the podcast wherever you get uh, podcasts from, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, Android Store, wherever it is. Thank you for listening. PulpHockey.com as well. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis, of course, with me live here in Toronto the day after. The Leafs put another W on the board. Former NHLer, TSN color analyst, Ray Ferraro. What's up, Ray? How are you? I'm good. Uh, your Leafs were not very good last night. They uh, were not very good. Um, they did ice the puck 157 times. That was <laughs> painful to watch. Um, but they won 2 1, beat Vegas. 3 1. We got an empty netter. Oh, yeah, I checked yeah. out then by then. <laughs> right. uh, it was 3 1. Kadri scored into the empty net. Yeah. And um, the. Um, you know the high or the points that stood out for me last night was mm-hmm. um, Mitch Marner is just having a phenomenal first quarter of the season, just outstanding. Um, Freddie Anderson has been outside of Marner their best player, mm-hmm. and Vegas dominated most of the game. And it seems to be I was talking to Shane Knighty, their color commentator, after, and he's like, "This is the same game they play all the time. Yeah, they dominate the game, they outshoot the other team, they cannot score." Yep. They can't score. One of the reasons is they never hit the net. Like, they yeah. had amazing chances. Um, you know, Alex Tuck strikes, stands out for me. He had a couple terrific chances, and he, you missed Carlson, the net. I saw Carlson, too, a couple you know, times. Yep. Okay, it's, glad you brought up William Carlson. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing out there, mm-hmm. but... It's not what he was doing last year. He doesn't skate. He's not involved in the play. Um, he had, for the first two periods, he did nothing. Mm-hmm. The only time he touched the puck was at the start of the second period when he botched it and uh, Toronto scored at nine seconds. Yep. He's, he's out of sorts. He had, a, he had a chance in the third uh, in the slot, uh, right. deflected under the, under the screen. Yeah, but yeah, too slow to shoot the puck. Yeah. Like it's just not there for him right yeah. now. And they're without Paul Stastny. The Vegas is for months uh, with a knee injury, and it looks like they're going to be out without Eric Hall. He got hurt last night, and. Of the things I don't enjoy about my job, mm-hmm. when a guy gets hurt like that, it, right. ma- it literally makes me sick to my yep. stomach. He he's hurt. Yeah, significantly. I don't. I didn't hear the diagnosis as we taped this. It's uh, Wednesday morning right now, but um, he's out for a long period of time. Yeah, as a, as a player, a pl- yeah. you, you, no one wants to see. I mean, no one. Want, I don't want to see that. Fans don't want to see that. But it has extra special. Uh, maybe. Uh, well, no, but I, I know what he did. Yeah. I got hurt like that. Yep. And that's either his knee is torn up or he's broken his leg. Right. Like there is nothing. There is nothing good. You can't even make up a scenario where he's okay. Right, right. You know, immediately he went down. The way screamed. the way he went yep. down, he yelled, and um, 
uh, just brutal. I, 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 yeah, just whatever the best right. possible scenario is, I hope that's it for him because it didn't look very good. Uh, interesting that you say Nighty said that because I was telling my wife, because as somebody who watched 40 Knights games last year and now this year uh, watching them again, they do look a lot the same. They have the they have the speed. They have the stretch passes. They have shots. I think they have the biggest second biggest shot differential in the league right now. Yeah. However, it's not going in the net. So they they look the same. People are like, oh, they're back to earth. They, you know, it looks the same to me. Okay, so but, there's a couple of things missing yeah. that I think we got to acknowledge. One is I don't think they're going to have the magic of that last mm-hmm. year. That just. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, they're missing James Neal, David Perron, mm-hmm. uh, who have left. They were replaced by Max Pacioretty and Paul Stastny. Now, Stastny played three games, hurt his knee, and he's out. Pacioretty hasn't got his feet on the ground. He's not even close. Yep. Then he missed four games, and last night he looked a little unsure mm-hmm. on the ice to me. And then you take their best defenseman, Nate Schmidt, and he's out of the lineup for another five games for that PED suspension. And... In theory, yep. while they're wearing the same jerseys, they're not the same team. Yep. And I don't think Flurry has been as good. He's been yeah. good. But he was good he last was, night. But last year yeah. was unbelievable. And you're not going to get that again. Right, right. You're not, you're not going to get that. I mean, yeah. you just the play that he delivered in the playoffs – you you can't yeah. you can't do that night, night in and night yeah. out. Uh, yeah, I thought the Leafs were very lucky to win. My wife was upset, and I said, "Well, hey, more, more you got the you got the two points. Like you should have got the two. Well, points, you taking her anywhere? Good moral here? victories. Uh, yeah, we went to this uh, Gustav Italian place. Have you heard uh, of it? No, I, no, it's very very good. Here. Good, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Expensive too. So no, that's good. Uh, Ruth Chris too the okay. other night. So we're, we're doing all right. See, I'm not a Ruth Chris fan. You're not. No, I don't too like too hot. It. You don't like the, the sizzling. I don't like the butter all over my steak. Okay. I don't yeah. like. See I, that, I, I get that. Yeah. that I don't yeah. want that. And so yeah. So I'm. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I get the hot plate thing. Yep. Yep. But to me, that's just cooking your steak more while it's sitting there. Okay. All right. Not not, not bad theories. Um, something that we both mentioned before we started hitting record was uh, Andreas Janssen and Kapanen. They were. It seemed like the Leafs' game plan for many, many shifts were to just try to heave the puck all the way down the ice and have those guys skate up and catch it. And it yeah. worked twice. Not to goals, but they at least got well, almost almost had breakaways. Right. And, right. <laughs> but there's, they love the stretch pass. Yeah. Bab, Mike Babcock says it's because teams play so tight in the neutral zone that you have to stretch the D away. So they shoot the puck up the ice and turn it into a foot race. Or they mm-hmm. flip it up in the air, yep. turn it into a foot race. I'm going to say last night was the worst hockey game I've seen in a long time for that reason. Yeah, like they they didn't make any plays. Mm-hmm. They never passed the puck. I I call I look at Kapanen and uh, uh, Janssen last night like they're golden retrievers. They just throw a stick down the ice <laughs> and they chase after. Just go get it. Run. And it was yeah. brutal. I yeah. I don't know, but I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess they ice the puck. 700 times. Between 10 and 15 times last night. It might even be more, seriously. It was terrible. It was was awful. Right, right. And when I see Mike, I'm going to ask him, for my benefit, could they not ice the puck? (laughs) 
It's frequently. There's nothing to say. Hey, yeah. it's another stretch pass, yeah. and oh, it's another it's icing. Another icing. It, it, yeah, you're right. I, 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 at times, I was just going, what is going on here? This is unbelievable. Um, and even I thought the linesmen were even generous in calling off a couple. Like, I thought, oh, okay, all right, cool. The Leafs got the benefit of the doubt there. You know, it could have right. been a couple could've more. I think, the re- I think the reason is the linesmen's arms were tired. Yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. So, Leafs, uh, Leafs got lucky. They pulled out of the fire. But I guess, Ray, that's what good teams do when you play shitty and you can pull one out. Well, yeah, I guess. You know, I, I but just, I mean, like, it, I think the expectation are that teams are going to play great all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from one game to the next, yep. it's, it's just it's a long year. And yeah. The thing for them is they've played so poorly at home, and now they're going to have Jersey come in on Friday, and Jersey lost in Ottawa last night. Mm-hmm. They had a really good start. Now they've kind of floundered around, and yep. I wouldn't say that was the type of game where you'd go, you know what, the Leafs have really turned the corner at yeah. home. They don't score any goals at home. That's yep. now, I believe, 10 goals at home this season. Yeah. Not, not their first time in their first two periods of the last three games or something. Some no, stat like six. that. Six games, yeah. They hadn't scored the previous five games in the first right. two periods at home. Right. And I was telling my wife, we, referring to us, we're coming off our best game of the season in Pittsburgh Who's, on Saturday. Oh, night. you mean Toronto? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. We, us. Yeah. I didn't know who that was. I wasn't coming off anything. Right, right. No, I play uh, for them. I don't know. I didn't realize no. that. But So I was yeah. expecting maybe they say that maybe the, tr- tr- the I don't know why. Turned. I don't I don't know why it's such a difference home to road. Yeah. I mean, there, there's probably a bunch of reasons, but I thought in Pittsburgh they just smothered the Penguins. Now you have to to take that and go, well, Pittsburgh's been just rotten mm-hmm. at home. Terrible. Yep. They've yep. been worse than the Leafs yep. at home. And, and so there you go. There's that. There's yeah. that thing, right? Um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was cool to be here in Toronto to watch the game. Uh, um, I got to take a second loan on my house for those tickets that I got last night. But, yeah, they're not they're not cheap here. There's, there's cheap. no freebies. I got a lot of icings for my money. Yeah, <laughs> um, you had a great seat, by the way, next to ninety. Uh, okay, so a couple things to cover. Um, Coach Q, Quenville, yep. the axe falls on him in Chicago. Um, this is something that we've talked about before. You've always said he'll be unemployed as long as he wants, as long as yep. he wants to be. Uh, a little bit. I am. I thought it would happen in, in – I remember one of our last pods when they got eliminated, I was saying last summer, I think he's out. I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. They kept him. Corey Crawford came back. Uh, and honestly, I was surprised now that it happened this early. There's been, there's been dysfunction in the Chicago office for years. The fact that they won three Stanley Cups with a management coaching structure that – never saw eye to eye is amazing like there were battles in that office for the past six Mm -hmm. years seven years um there's a couple of real good articles written online about it that that catalog where the problems started Mm -hmm. um how they festered um a few years ago stan bowman fired Joel Quenville's longtime assistant, Mike Kitchen, mm-hmm. and that was a shot across the bow. Yeah, uh, Joel had no idea that was coming, and went in for his year-end meeting, and they said, "Yeah, we fired Mike Kitchen." And so, like Joel almost resigned then. Yeah. Um, so they decided after last year that they would bring everybody back. I thought one of two scenarios would happen: they'd bring everyone back, or they would get rid of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you now, mean GM and everybody, everybody, everybody. Yeah. 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 And so. They've decided to, you know, Stan Bowman will stay. And so they make the change. And it's all my old Whaler buddies, Joel yeah. and Ulf Samuelson and Kevin Deneen, that were that were let go uh, on Tuesday. And so they bring in Jeremy Colleton, who's 33. 
to be the head coach. Mm -hmm. His connection is through um, Barry Smith, who was coaching in Sweden and who is a longtime friend of and assistant coach of Scotty Bowman, yep. Stan's dad. Um, they were coaching in Sweden, and uh, Jeremy Colleton was finishing his career there and started coaching, and Barry thought quite highly of him. Mm-hmm. And somehow the recommendation, not somehow, he recommended when they were looking for yep. a new coach in Rockford in the American League to to take a look at Jeremy Colleton. That's who they hired. And now, yep. you know, this, this is the change. But the real story to me is this has been an amazing 10-year run mm-hmm. by a Hall of Fame coach. Second all time in in Joel Quenville. Mm-hmm. Just a he's an outstanding person. He's a people person. He's got great energy. He's a terrific coach. You ask any of those guys that played through the core of Joel's years. Yep. You know uh, yep. Keith Seabrook, Sharp, yep. Kane, Taves, Crawford. Um, they will all tell you what a terrific coach he was. They will all laugh their ass off at mm-hmm. some things that happened yep. because Joel's a funny guy. Yep. They'll laugh at how intense he was behind the yep. bench. Um, it was a remarkable 10 years for Joel. Now, he's going to sit at home. They owe him $6 million bucks, Yeah, And he can decide what he wants to do. But as I know, Joel, um, I can't imagine sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and retiring is for him. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Patrick Kane's comments were, he was really hurt by it. Patrick yeah. Kane seemed very, very upset by this. You know, one of your cornerstone guys. Well, just, just think, Patrick doesn't know another coach. No. Well, yeah. I guess he does. Denny Savard for oh, four games. Yeah, yeah. But um, right. And Denny got let go early in that first yeah. year. But um, really, no other coach. Yeah. And um, I think they know what they had. Uh, in Joel, and they'll miss him. Um, they'll miss him as as a buddy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, how quickly does Joel jump back in? It felt last year or a year and a half ago, like when Joel, Claude Julian got fired in in Boston. It felt like there was a cab waiting to take him right to Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it doesn't feel like that for Joel. Mm-hmm. I, my gut sense is he's going to take a little bit of time. Although I can't imagine that teams aren't looking at their own coaches now that Joel's available. Yeah. And saying, okay, are we really happy? Or um, yeah, or, are we going we gonna to take a run at this? Well, yeah, he's like I said, he's second all time in wins. He's mm-hmm. got these Stanley Cups. He he was great in St. Louis. He was good in Colorado. I mean, the but guy a manager that's going to hire yeah. him is going to be somebody that is looking for a, a turnaround yeah. uh, quickly, but also somebody that can stomach uh, a really strong personality. Blows me away though that. You know, remember uh, at some point Barry Smith was just inserted onto the ice at some point. To yes, help that's out. that's another thing that a couple that went, years ago that like, went on. That's a good pull by you. Yeah. Um, so Stan right. Bowman said, "Yeah, Barry Smith's going to come and help out." Right. Well, the coaches are like, "What the hell's Barry Smith doing out here? Yeah. He's not part of the coaching yeah, staff." But this goes into a whole sort of a, the, the Bowman a, dynamic yeah. with Barry Smith and Joel and Scotty, probably yeah, yeah. out there giving some. It, like this right. was um, this was an ongoing pebble in the shoe. Yeah, and um, 
eventually John McDonough, who's the CEO, he decided that this was the move they were going to yep. sign off right. on. Um, I don't know what else. Yeah, he could have really done as far as it goes for for Joel. He had uh, you know a, a goalie who had missed half a season or a whole season basically coming in, uh, you know, getting his feet wet. He, and Corey Crawford's been, I think he's been okay. It looks like he's yeah. been shelled a couple games, but there was a couple, a couple games that he played really well. Like I don't know what, but you the would team's expect. not. As yeah, good. what would you yeah. expect Joel or any coach to have done at this point? Nothing. Right. I, right. This is what I right. think. The road was, they ran out of road yeah. with Joel and Chicago. Um, they needed to make a change. The changes they've made to the roster, some were forced, right? Yeah, they, salary, you cap, know, salary yeah. cap stuff. But just let's look at a couple of the bigger moves that they made over the last couple of years and see if if you would redo them. So both of them made with future salary cap uh, implications. Mm-hmm. They were trying to manage the cap. So they traded Nick Jalmerson to Arizona for Connor Murphy. Mm-hmm. You think they'd make that trade again? Yeah. No chance. No chance. No. They traded Artemi Panarin to Columbus for Brandon Saad. You think they'd make that trade again? <laughs> no chance. Not a chance. Right. And so whatever else was going on, yeah. two really significant pieces came out of their lineup. Yeah. Um, they made those moves on the heels of getting swept out by Nashville a couple of years ago. And so I get why they looked at changing the team. Yeah. Like I get yeah. why Stan Bowman yeah. said, we're not either big enough or fast enough or something enough to play with Nashville, who's in our division. Yeah. And so you try to make an adjustment, and it just hasn't gone their way. But, look, a 10-year run is amazing. Nobody needs to feel sorry for Joel. Yeah. Um, he'll coach again when he wants to coach. Yep. Um, uh, but now he's, um, you know, he's he's probably responding to 5,000 text yeah. messages. Have you texted him? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Just uh, he's such a... He called you Pee-wee back? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> he, uh, there's there's no chance he would call me anything else. Yeah, this is... Uh, and, uh, this goes way you back, know, too. You don't have to read, but just says... Oh, thanks, thanks Pee-wee. Pee-wee. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so um, I just think the world of Joel, yep. I, I think he's a fantastic coach he's got so in the age of analytics joel has always done analytics by odds Mm -hmm. joel's a horseman he's a horse i was gonna say he's a big horse guy yeah and so joel is always in his head ever since we played in hartford he's always loved the pony the ponies yeah and so he's always been calculating odds so he would he would calculate how much he would want somebody to start in the offensive zone or somebody yeah. with, without the papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, eventually the analytics came, and so this was just an extension of what Joel's doing. But he also has a real good, like I think best coaches have, gut feel. So and so is working tonight. I'm going to make a switch. Yeah. You can talk yeah. to those Hawks players, and they'll say they would go into a game, and Joel would make a line switch, and they'd be like, I wonder why he's doing that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bam, bam, it, it they'd would, get a couple it, it of goals. It would turn out, right. So Joel. And he's not necessarily looking at coursey numbers between periods. It's a no. gut feel. It's a, a lot sitting of, on the a bench. A lot of it right. is, yeah. a lot, but a lot of it has to be yeah. um, because things happen so quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you look at the information, but you I think a lot of guys get all this information and it's you don't know how to process it and use it. Yeah. And Joel was able to take the information, run it through his, his own computer, his head, right. and, and make it applicable on the ice. Mm-hmm. Now... I don't. I think there's some coaches the game passes by, and that just happens in any sport or anywhere. But not Joel yet. Yeah. yeah. Joel. Joel is he's sixty. Yeah. But I can see him taking one more run. Yeah. Absolutely. I think. I think he'll. 
like you said, there'll be offers, whether he wants to take them or not. Yeah, it'll, it, be, up it, it'll be up to him. Uh, another coach, we talked about the Kings and Ducks last week in the podcast, Paul Pocky podcast with Ray Ferraro here. Uh, we talked about the Kings and Ducks last week, and you said, going to be tough for both of these guys, both of these teams to you know get where they want to be. And the Kings made a, uh, a coaching switch. John Stevens yep. is out. Um, Willie Desjardins, though, is in. Where the hell did that come from? Well, this is my understanding. This is where this came from. Now, Willie is a name that surprised me, too. So they were looking to make a coaching switch, things that just weren't right for them. And so if you talk to an established coach, Mm -hmm. and none of them are going to come to be an interim coach. They want to come with a three- or four-year contract. And the Kings weren't ready to make a commitment to somebody that they weren't more sure of. Than the guys that are available right now, so they want to get into the off season and evaluate everything. They think very highly of Marco Sturm. Uh, Sturm has been coaching the German national team and has done a, an amazing job mm-hmm. turning a program that really was in shambles yep. into one that went to the gold medal game of the Olympics, performed very well yep. at the World Championships, and he wants to coach here. He's a very popular guy, yep. and he's got a real good way apparently with with. The so systems why not just hire him if that's the because guy? he's got commitments to the German national team okay. for a few weeks yet. So you hire a coach in Desjardins who knows the league, who's just fresh out of it, mm-hmm. and um, the two of them will coach. Now, if everything goes well, theoretically, that could be your coaches next year. Mm-hmm. But they'll get into the summer and evaluate everything because. In the summer, you have all kinds of coaches mm-hmm. that spring free from their Joel current contract. <laughs> well, it could be Joel Quenville. Right. It could be a college coach. Yep. It could be a young guy that maybe isn't on the in the forefront of anyone's mind. Uh, they also just hired Adam Oates uh, as a consultant. Mm-hmm. And Oates, who has a kind of a consulting business, I guess is the best way. Yeah, skills building business, yeah. right? So, But he's allowed to continue that business, but he's going to work with the Kings on the power play. Um, you know, he's going to come in and out and work. Adam's a, he's a little bit of a different thinker, okay. but he has got an outstanding reputation of working with power plays and, yep. and help shaping them. The Kings power play has been a mess. Yep. Terrible. And so the, the biggest problem the Kings have is trying to save their season without committing to a coach that they didn't want to commit to. And so um, this is a time of turmoil in L.A. The problem they have versus Anaheim is Anaheim's done a better job with their young players mm-hmm. drafting them. They've got they've got a half a dozen really good. They've got good. guys scoring that. I'm just like, who's yeah. that guy? Uh, but they've got a half yep. a dozen or so young guys that are really, really good. Raquel yep. uh, is one. Sam Steele is another. Uh, Jacob Silverberg is another. They've got that flock of young defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hampus Lindholm, uh, Cam Fowler, still only 27. Yep. Um, Josh Patrick, Manson. Patrick the other night, too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. You know, so I, John Gibson in goal. So they, yep. they're they further down a turn than than maybe L.A. is. Yep. Um, so L.A.'s in a pretty precarious spot. But so they fired John Stevens, and that's why Willie Desjardins and Marco Sturm came in in the positions they are. Should have got uh, a heads up when uh, your buddy Luke Robitaille, I guess, was on a road trip with them, right? Uh, well, this anytime. Is, uh, this is <laughs> when you get further up the managerial chain, right? Um, and they're popping into road games, you know, unless they're in the city doing business, yeah. which which that wasn't the case, right? Then you know there is some nervousness uh, around there. Question 
for you from a, from a fan. Uh, so we all the Whalers got swept out of Chicago, the Samuelson, Deneen, and, and and Q. Now Don Knockbar got out of LA with John Stevens. How does and so my point is is some assistants keep jobs, some don't. Yeah. How how does that work? Is it just like, hey, you're his buddy? We think you're his yeah. buddy? Well, yes, for sure, because <laughs> in Chicago, my brother-in-law, Don Granado, mm-hmm. is still employed. Yeah. So Don was brought in later than Kevin and Alfie. And so the, the view from Stan Bowman would have been that those three guys are all cut from the same cloth. Okay. And so we'll make that change. We can't have a guy that is a Team Quenville still right. here. That's per That would it. And Don yeah, Mockbar yeah, yeah. was was, was obviously to John okay. Yeah, yeah, so obviously back from Philadelphia. Okay, days. so that's what it is. It's yeah. like you kind of look around, you, you, you yeah. look at because okay. in Los Angeles they they kept uh, a couple of the mm-hmm. assistant coaches. Yeah, and so Billy Ranford's still there. Yeah, I think. and so um, yeah, it it must be. I haven't talked to my to my brother in law yet, but I assume it's pretty awkward while a new guy comes yeah. in and you yeah, yeah. you would still be connected to the guy that brought you in. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you see it a lot. It's not just yeah. with these two situations. No. You see it like where one guy is, is gone. So, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's a crappy business. Right. It yeah. really is. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Moving on from there. Uh, Ubergate, Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've been on Twitter talking about this. And, and who hasn't, myself included, complained about uh, a boss or a coworker or yeah. whatever with a bunch of buddies out with, uh, you know, having some beers or hanging out. It's a common thing that happens. Of course, this Uber driver who was upset about a tip, I guess, uh, had sent this video to some, some hockey writers before mm-hmm. it got actually posted. Well, he put it out on YouTube first. Oh. Was it had like first? 50 views, okay. and nobody knew who the hell it was anyway, yeah. so they, yeah, right. it got no traction. Then he he tagged it along to a bunch of Ottawa hockey writers, yeah. and one of them, their paper, decided to run the story. So, yeah. Um, now, I, I, again, I, I think I'm with you, and I think most people are with you, like, big deal. But again, there's something the Ottawa Senator guys, they, they cannot keep, get, get a break here. Well, so there's, there's so many things. Yeah. I've talked to a bunch of guys my age um, via text, and I ran into a couple of scouts yesterday that mm-hmm. I played with and against. And we all, actually, we laughed about, <laughs> right. oh, my God, how many times were we in that conversation? Well, you see my tweet to you? Yeah. like About Ricky Lee? Like, not a chance. <laughs> that, but not even, like, I never liked Rick Lee as a coach, yeah. and he didn't like me. Right. But there, even coaches you like, yeah. you'd be like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. Like, why are our practices suck yeah. like they do? Like, and you Every just, day. And, yeah. and the problem is, once you get into the conversation, it's like a ball rolling downhill. It just, it continues, and then somebody else has a gripe, and somebody else has a gripe, and it just goes on and on. So that is commonplace. What's not commonplace is having the conversation with a stranger there. And so the guy that's driving the car, um, they probably didn't even really think, well, obviously they didn't. And so I I equated it yesterday to, there would be times where... You're complaining about something with a group of guys, Mm -hmm. and somebody gets into the elevator with you. Yeah. Well, you just stop. Yeah. Until that guy gets out. It would also be like if you were having a discussion and a disagreement with your wife, Mm -hmm. and somebody gets into the elevator, you just stop. Right. Well, these guys didn't, and 
it wouldn't have gone anywhere except this guy felt that he needed to put it out yeah. online and yeah. send it. So the worst part about this, really, well, the two worst parts is one, the guy was so vindictive mm-hmm. that he decided to yeah. do this. Yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a dick move. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that's number one. Right. Number two is that. Those players still have to go to work with the assistant coach, Marty yeah. Raymond. Yeah. And you still got to go to work. Like, it's got to be embarrassing for Marty. Yeah. He's still got to do his job. Mm-hmm. The players, you can't take back what you said. Yeah. You know, you can't go, oh, oh I was joking because it was clearly said in a context right. that wasn't. And so it's a, a really crappy deal for everybody. I guess you would just apologize, right? Well, you got to you, apologize. You, just, and, you, but you own it. You just you apologize. You just go, okay, Marty, that was, a, that was a crappy thing for me to say. Right. Sorry. Right. But you can't say, oh, I didn't mean it. No. Because no. that's even yeah. more disingenuous. Yeah. yeah. So as it turns out, Ottawa goes and beats Jersey 5-2 yesterday. Yep. But... I didn't like that before the game, they didn't make any of the players yeah, that were in so, the car. Uh, they didn't make them available to speak to the they media. They trotted out a few guys who were not in and, the car. And so, to me, the way you would have dealt with it would have been to say, okay, um, here's Matthew Shane, because he's the oldest guy mm-hmm. there. Here's Chris Weidman. He was in the front seat. And they're going to they'll answer your questions. Yeah. And what they should have done is make a statement and mm-hmm. say, hey, look, that's our bad. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to apologize to Marty in public. We've already apologized privately to him. Um, this is a. And, and, but just yeah. own it and leave it because then there is no second question. Yeah. There, there is nothing. The guys that would be there with the boom mics in, in his face would stop yeah. because there's nothing yeah. to say. It's over. But now it lingered through the day. It's going to linger because they talked on. really briefly yesterday yeah. post game. Yeah. The best thing that happened to Ottawa was that Joel Quenville got fired yesterday because <laughs> right. that gave another big story yeah. to spread yeah. the but, news. Ray, is there any other team but the Senators that this would happen These to? These poor guys, man. This like, is unbelievable. They're just trying to move forward. <laughs> right. and, and, you know, then this happens. And apparently there was an Uber ad in the arena. Well, yesterday, you know, I mean, the, on just... the ring boards that go around the right. lights, it was Uber, you provide something or we yeah. provide the ride. And, like... Seriously, did that ad have to go up yesterday? I, I, don't, I don't know, know. What, what, what what is what is the senators. They just keep getting kicked. Yeah, they're just getting. Yeah, it's just you know, one of these days, a lot of these stories are going to be behind them. Yeah, but it's not today. <laughs> one of these days, absolutely. Uh, oh, by the way, going back to the Kings for a second, something I had in my notes here. Uh, Pierre Turgeon, buddy of yours, former mm-hmm. former teammate, uh, he was working on the offensive uh, sort of quality control. Yeah, last year he worked, for, and then so he just did it one year. And then he was out. <laughs> yeah, he. I, I. From what I understand, it's just the commitment time-wise okay. for Turge is right. um, just wasn't something right. that he wanted to do, and um, you know, it's, I, so one and done for all. Yeah, it was a so, weird position in the first place. Yeah, and then I, I didn't. I don't <laughs> mind it though because you have a coach that coaches your defenseman, mm-hmm. and nobody coaches the forwards. Like, yeah. that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah, no, it wasn't a bad idea, but it, yeah. just, it, it just it didn't work for them. Right. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on. We got to quickly. Uh, you got a plane to catch. You're going I to do Ottawa, right? Going to Ottawa today. Uh, all right. Which contract would you rather have if you were a GM, Louis Erickson? Or Milan Lucic, which one would you rather have? Because I was reading some stats about both of these players this week. They're not flattering. It's really bad. Yeah, and they have huge deals. Yeah, I th- I think I would take <laughs> Lucic because 
there would be the possibility of a physical um, element element to the game. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's. I mean, hell, that's the dividing line. I mean, like both guys have have I, just not panned out. In five the, goals in, I think. The last sixty games for Lucic or something, and Louis is uh, nothing. Not, yeah, yeah, not not very. I mean, Louis, I think, has got one goal this right, year. Right. And, yeah. The the joke in the Vancouver media is for Louis Erickson. He does the little things or something. That, that well, uh, Travis Green said at a press conference <laughs> okay. that Erickson does a lot of little things well, <laughs> and so the guys call him little things in the in the media now because he's not. Scoring, but he's making right, six right. million dollars. Yeah, you could get a guy making one-sixth of that to yeah, do a lot of right, little right. things. Uh, you, as, as predicted when he signed the deal, Ray, which you... I told... I, <laughs> you, uh, this is something you've been going on for... I, it was so yeah. predictable. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ray Ferraro, game of the day, November 7th. No, oh, this was a big day. I'm sure it was. 1992. I struggled. Uh, you, had, you had a bad game of the day yesterday, and it didn't get much uh, better. 6-5, Lightning beat the Islanders uh, okay. no, this, no. Uh, this date in 1992. And you, uh, right here... Uh, one goal oh, uh, yeah. on the power play, minus two, two shots. Uh, your goal was uh, on the power play, seventeen fifty-seven of the second. You equip Pat Flatley assisted. And uh, looking at this game, it's six-five, but it wasn't really that close because it was we scored with seven seconds left. Oh no, we tied it with seven seconds left. Tied it, seven seconds. Pierre Turgeon and, and Doug then, Crossman, who I was traded for mm-hmm. many years before. Um, scored in overtime. His assist, assisted by Mikhail Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool guy. So, oh, okay. Uh, Swede we played with in Hartford. And uh, uh, his nephew is Leas Anderson, who was the Rangers' first-round pick oh, last year. I did not know this. But uh, so we're... So Mick McHale comes over, and he doesn't know anything about uh, football, right? He's mm-hmm. from Sweden. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. And so uh, football, soccer to him, actually. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. we're watching. There's a Monday night game, and the Giants win this game, fifteen to ten. Okay. And Bjorn Nitmo kicked five field goals. <laughs> okay. He's a Swedish guy. Yeah. And I think he was working as a bartender a couple of weeks before, and they signed him. You know, as they, in the NFL, they sign him off the street. Yep. He went in. He won the kick. Contest, he kicks field five field goals. Mm-hmm. So, Mikhail Anderson's nickname became Bjorn Nitmo. <laughs> just because. Because just they're because both of, Swedish. Right, right. And so, somebody, probably Joel Quinville actually, started calling him Nitmo. <laughs> and he became Bjorn Nitmo. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's how it is. That's it. Right, that's right. It. You're Swedish. You must be. And that. So he kicked the field goals on Monday. It was Monday Night <laughs> yeah, Football. Right. And that week, David Letterman had him on as okay. a guest. Yeah, yeah. And he kept going just out of nowhere. He, you know, Nitmo was sitting in the yeah. crowd, and Letterman would look at him and go, Bjorn Nitmo. And so that's how <laughs> that's it. Anderson got the nickname. Oh, good. Good, good times. Uh, all right. Uh, let's take some questions for you. I went to Maple Leaf Gardens yesterday, by the way. It's pretty cool. They did a really nice they, job. No, so you've, you've, you you laughed been, at me yeah. when I told you I was yeah. doing this, no, but, but you actually did. Because the did. World Junior Camp was there one oh, okay. year. Yep. And uh, what I loved about it was, so the rink is elevated yep. from where it used to be, right? The yep. grocery store yep. is below it. Yep. And um, they kept the original roof. Mm-hmm. And it so for someone that played in the garden, yeah. I can look at it and still imagine the yep. garden. Yep. I, I thought they did a great job. Yeah, it was really cool. They, and they have a lot of history and, and some 
seats are still there. Original yeah. seats are yeah. still in there and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Uh, all right, some questions for you from Hunter's Helmet. Bob McKenzie occasionally shares a travel tip or two for business travelers. Given the amount of travel you do, is there any advice you would pass along to your business traveler listeners? Get a Nexus card. Inexcusable to not have one. Um, Nexus is the Canadian yep. version of like the Clear Pass yep. in the states, uh, or well, TSA pre pre check, yeah. And um, that saves all kinds of time. Um, get luggage that fits in any overhead compartment. <laughs> checking bags is a mortal sin. Yes. If you're traveling in a group and one guy has a checked bag, he will be taking his own cab mm-hmm. uh, from the airport. Uh, pack clothes that you can wear in several different ways. The goal is not mm-hmm. to bring your closet. The, yep. goal, the goal is to make it as fuss-free as possible. And... Um, Ask for local recommendations for restaurants. For restaurants, yeah. Because there, there's always really cool places that yeah. just the locals go and to. You wouldn't, and you would walk by them every time. Every you time. You would never go in. Never right, stop. Right, yeah. right. Uh, mine, mine would be, I travel quite a bit too, uh, noise-canceling headphones. Noise, Good point. have to have noise-canceling headphones. Good point. My, uh, my son, uh, Matt... Uh, because I'm a tech idiot, as we've made clear on this yes. show before. Uh, he recommended these ones, these Jaybirds, uh-huh. and uh, I love them. They fit in your yep. ear. They come in a little case that charges. Yeah, I don't like those. You don't I, like I, them? I, don't, I had them for my bicycle. I okay, like so them. what don't you like? Uh, they f- wouldn't stay in the ear. Okay, they would so pop you use out. They would my, slowly. These stay in oh, okay. my ear? Yep. Like, I've tried to use iPod headphones. Mm-hmm. Those things have ejector buttons. Okay. I put them in my yeah. ear, and three seconds later, right, they right. fall out. Yep. So these ones I like. Uh, I have the Bose over the ear. Oh, yeah. See, but I want them right in there. I yeah. don't, the over the year, I can, you know. <laughs> okay. uh, Chris Faber, what is one tip or piece of advice you can give aspiring broadcasters about getting to the next level while calling a game? Um, first of all, uh, critique your own games. Get, um, get a copy of your game. Listen to it. Um, while you're listening to it, write down everything that you say. Mm-hmm. You'll be amazed at how much verbal diarrhea there is. Interesting, yeah. Uh, um, the cr- one critique I would make of myself is at times I get, oh my god, I'm in a thought here, and now I'm babbling over the play, and <laughs> I, you can't. Up. Yeah, right. I'm trying to wrap it up, right. and you can't. Yep. But if you take the words that you write down, you're going to find out. Oh, I could have said that same thing with way less words. Mm-hmm. Be way more efficient at it. And you'll find new words to use. And so you'll you'll kind of shape your own broadcast. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, if you're a hockey announcer and somebody asks you to broadcast a football game, if they say, can you do that? Say yes. Yeah. And figure it out. Yeah. Learn it. The more versatile you make yourself, the better off you'll be. Uh, all right. Calvin wants to know, uh, Eric Carlson, can him and Bernsey coexist long term? Uh, they can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're ne- they're rarely on the ice together. And if you're uh, Pete DeBoer, the likelihood of playing both of them 25 minutes a game is pretty good. makes you a pretty yeah. good coach. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, good cop, bad cock. <laughs> What's the worst thing you ever said about a coach? You know, with this whole Uber thing going on. <laughs> uh, the worst thing? I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know what... The guy's an effing idiot. Right. Um, <laughs> the guy's a moron. The guy doesn't know what he's doing. Like, yep. any almost anything you could think of, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. probably said. And I would say the coach would 
probably have said about me. Like, I was talking to these two guys that I were mm-hmm. ex-teammates. They work for different teams. They're scouting now. Yeah. And we were talking yesterday, and we said, could you imagine what the coaches said about us? Yeah. And one of them... Well, both of them are in upper management. They said, you should hear what the coaches say <laughs> yeah. after a game. Yeah. Like, it, it's yeah. just a lot of it's frustration, and you blow it off, and it doesn't really mean much. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah like just about anything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Leor says, uh, do you think Nylander will be traded, and what do you think are realistic return packages? Oh, I mean, I mean do you think package, he'll be traded? Let's, uh, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, as of today, no. I think they'll give it another one real good shot at it. Mm -hmm. But it's just a guess, really, to trade or not. If they do trade them, I would say it would be there will be a defenseman for sure coming back. Mm -hmm. And if the deal expands, I would think they would like to replace part of him as a forward, too. Because look at their forward group now. If if you just insert Matthews out. But if you just insert Matthews. Okay. And not Nylander. Yeah. So that means Kadri drops down. Yeah. And so he's playing with Janssen and Connor Brown. Is that really where you want him to play? Or would you like him to be playing with Kapanen and Connor Brown or mm-hmm. Janssen? Yeah. Which means Nylander's in the lineup. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't have Nylander, can they replace that spot in the lineup in the trade? Right. To get a defenseman, and yep. and that would mean it was a bigger deal. Yeah, Kapanen isn't quite taking that step well, with that I, ice time. But I Nylander's mean, a Nylander's a different play, yeah, right? right? I think you, people tend to forget how good he is. Uh, Chris wants to know who do you play with that you feel never got his fair share of recognition? Oh boy, um, and a lot of guys. Lot. I'm just trying to go through. You know, I, I don't know fair share of recognition. I mean, Ron Francis is in the Hall of Fame. I think he's one of the most underrated players. I ever played with mm-hmm. um, Pat Flatley was as good a board guy as anybody that I've ever really played with or against. Like you just couldn't get the puck on the right. boards um, away from him. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to think of guys that would really, you know, jump off the page and, um, you know, I, I mean, at what level are we talking? Hall of Fame guys, or uh, you know, yeah. Gary Galley was yeah. a terrific player. Guys, I think, yeah, people like that. Like Gary, yeah. no, nobody would think of Gary. We know Gary Galley yeah. had a nice career. He could but, really pass the puck. He could a guy, run a power yeah. play. Right. He could shoot the puck. Um, he was he was really good. Um, Jeff Norton was a good player in in Long Island. It, incredibly smooth yep. skater, like just an awesome skater. Uh, I talk a lot about Kevin Deneen, just a. Uh, passionate, yeah. vicious competitor. Yep. Um, he was a terrific player, too. Uh, a couple more? Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, Jeff O'Neill, O-Dog 9-2. O-Dog 9-2 wants to know, will you ever grow your mustache back? No. <laughs> My wife, people ask me why the beard. My wife thinks it looks good. Yeah. So, frankly, I don't give a damn what the rest of you think. If she thinks it looks good, that's better for me in, right. in all areas of my life. Uh, all right. Okay. So, and again, the Whalers had some mustaches that were. We had some great stashes. Unbelievable. Dave Tippett, solid. Quenville, solid. Babbage. Babbage, legendary. I mean, he still got it. Does he really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, that's a, that's yeah. a big one. That's uh, not John a crop. Anderson, too. Yeah, that's yeah. not a crop duster. That's a crop. Oh, Babbage. Uh, all right. GTA Jake. Do hockey executives, including coaches that have not played in the NHL, have a tougher time getting players' respect? 
Uh, no, management wouldn't matter. No. Um, because you wouldn't have any uh, real connection to the management. I mean, sure, lots of times I'm sure guys would go, the hell's he know? He never played. Yeah. Um, but they say that But they say that about guys that played. They're well, like, yeah, that guy was crappy when he played yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, I, I would say the... The issue for respect would come earlier in their career when they were in the lower levels. If somebody's coaching mm-hmm. in the American League or at college or um, in the NHL, I, I think the players understand they've advanced through a long road here to get to where they are. Mm-hmm. And so they respect them far more than they might have a decade ago. Uh, Trevor says, what expected playoff team should be most concerned with its goaltending so far? Uh, well, Carolina is supposed to be a playoff team. That's you think they're supposed to be a playoff team, or, or supposed to be on the yeah on yeah. the cusp. Well, there is that November November one uh, uh, cutoff, right? Yeah. Well, it's that. the it's the October uh, or the, the American, American Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Yeah. right? And. Um, but Carolina was supposed to be on the on the cusp of the playoffs. They're still trying to to figure out what the hell is going on there. I think. Um, uh, let me see here. Just uh, pulling up the standings to take a look at. I'm watching Steve manipulate the computer, uh, which is just, just it's, it's just my sausage fingers are just like not, a not working out. Um, let's see here. Um, I think Pitt has some concerns. You know, Matt Murray's not. Yeah. Not taken a, a bunny hop step since Mark Andre Fleury's left, mm-hmm. and so I bit of injury prone too. Yeah, a little unfortunately bit. Yep. for him. Yep. But so that's a spot of concern uh, for me. Well, Philly, Philly's a. You know, yeah. Philly's like Carolina. I mean, they, they're cycling goalies through there looking for somebody yep. to... And Carter Hart's off to a little bit of a rough start. Yeah, but he's, the, he's not even close. He's just a junior yeah. advanced age guy mm-hmm. who's got to feel his way uh, in the pro game. In the pro game. Um, the uh, New Jersey's supposed to be a team that's close to the playoffs. Corey Schneider struggled mm-hmm. since his return. He's back. He mm-hmm. got pulled yesterday in, in Ottawa. And so Keith Kincaid's holding the goal spot mm-hmm. for them. So that would be somewhat uh, somewhat concerning. St. Louis's Jake Allen's been a concern for a couple of years yeah. for them. They sit at the bottom of their division. So you ask who they are, and I'm I'm saying there's that's a half a dozen of them. Yeah, that's quite a bit already. Carey Price looks to be back though. Uh, he's rebounded. But he, look, he yeah. looks to be back without being dominant yet. Yeah, yeah, maybe the team a- has played. Far, mm-hmm. they far exceeded my expectation. Yeah, yeah. I think he uh, he's played. Yeah, he hasn't played to his all world level of right. two years ago, but it's been good. Uh, all right, uh, that's been another in hotel room edition of yeah. Paul Pocky See podcast. How clean my room is. Yeah, it's really good. I like it. Yeah, yeah you're ready to go. Your bags are set. Red's, bags packed. As soon right. as you hang up this bloody phone, then I'm on the way. <laughs> phone, me microphone. Oh, a microphone. I'm uh, holding a mic. I'm looking at my phone. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, Ray, you're off to Ottawa. Off to Ottawa, and then uh, back here for the Hall of Fame game on Friday. Well, fantastic. Thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it. As always, get your questions into at Paul Pocky. Don't hit Ray up. He's way too busy. And uh, yeah, get them in. We like them. And uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it.